Good morning, good morning. Welcome to the Bot First Coffee Wake Up Call, the podcast where the message that is needed comes through when it is needed. With how much our world is changing so rapidly and intensely, we are going to learn together how to adapt and improvise and overcome as we move through it all. I'm your host, Kelly Greeno, aka the Oracle in a Hoodie. Let's get to it. Happy Memorial Day to those that are in the United States. I'm grateful for the freedoms we have and to those that have fought for our country, our freedoms. And I also acknowledge that there's still a lot of work to be done for freedom to be more at the forefront for the citizens that are in this country of all different races, genders, sexuality classes, ages. We have a lot of work to still do. And knowing that I can still be grateful for the freedoms that we have and to those that have chosen to fight for our country and fight for our freedom and fight for a cause that is for the betterment of our country. We're allowed to feel both on days like today. We're allowed to celebrate and also know there is more to do. We are allowed to feel grateful grateful for what we have and still desire more on any day and every day. But I think it's a topic that's been, it comes to the forefront on days like today when we have a holiday, a national holiday for in the States, things like our Independence Day and Memorial Day, Labor Day. Um, we have a lot of, of special days in our country and on our calendars. And I think it is important to have those as markers, moments where we are intentionally reminded specifically again and again that there's a reason this day is important. There are specific things to look at, to listen to, remember, to celebrate, to grieve. Um, I know I have reminders. I have reminders for birthdays on my calendar. I have reminders for deaths. I have reminders for appointments. I have a reminder for celebratory moments of achievements. That's the point of a reminder. That's the point of a holiday. Is to, it's for remembrance of something specific to specifically trigger something within your mind. And I just feel today in, in particular... And I probably will on the 4th of July as well, which is our our upcoming holiday. Um, The next big holiday, so to speak, I guess we have Father's Day in there as well, uh, is to remind myself to continue to listen, to continue to learn, to continue to remember, and to not just remember what's personal to me, but what's personal to others, and what is collective for our country and for our world. So I celebrate and I am grateful for those that have served and the lives that have been lost. I I can acknowledge those. I feel those. I see those. I have several family members that are in the military. I have grandfathers that were in the military. I have, I'm sure, many other relatives that I didn't even know that are in my lineage that have served and fought. And I'm grateful for all of them. And I do use this day as a day to remember, a day for memorial. And I can also use today as a reminder to continue to listen and continue to acknowledge that there is more work to do for 
the freedom that we do stand for in this country. We can do better. We can do more. We can continue to achieve more. So I am grateful for those that have died that have given us the opportunity to use the day for both. Without them, we wouldn't be able to say the things that we have. And yes, there's a lot of work to do, but I do say a special thank you today to those that we have lost. Um, so today's topic is about this misconstrued no- construed notion of what we need. And I don't really know what triggered this thought. I remember I was walking down the stairs when the thought hit that I was like, we have this thing where we think we need, I need this, what a, what a need means, a necessity, a need. We have basic needs. We have survival needs. We have the Haslow's, um, Haslow? I don't remember. Um, hierarchy of needs. Basic, like we have this, everybody has a little bit of a different understanding and a meaning of what need actually means to them. Need means for them. Uh, And I just had this moment of being like, as a collective, as a, as a whole, universally, as a, as I was so newly introduced to the terminology of the law of one, uh, I never heard that term, although it makes sense. There's a lot of overlap in a lot of things that we are being taught and venturing into and, um, a lot of overlap. They essentially all mean the same thing at the foundation they just kind of have their own flavor right which is kind of true how people are in general and we have this concept of of needing things I need this to be happier I need this to be whole I need this to be better I need this to survive I need this to feel I need this to grow I need this to improve and I just had this moment of realizing like most of the time at one point or another in our journey and in the majority sense of what is going on in the collective, we have a very misconstrued notion of what it is that we do need. Because what we think we need is based upon what we're seeing and experiencing through the filters that each of us have. The filters that we have that are creating our reality as individuals and as a collective, as a world, as a whole. And those filters are based upon our own inner experiences And the way we experience something is going to be based upon our genetic makeup, the environment we are in, and the types of triggers and meanings that we are taught and given to things. So our our own type of trauma with a little T or trauma with a big T, our own, the collection of what we have experienced creates the filter through which we see the world. And we use that filter to try and tell us what it is that we need, what I need to be better, what I need to survive, what I need to succeed. And I'm, yes, I'm talking about things like we need food, water, shelter, right? Those are the, the basics. We need food water, food, water, shelter, and air, right? Those are the things that we need physically have to have in order to survive, in order to stay living, stay alive. If we don't have some form of those things, our human body dies. We need those things. And those, those are important to see and to understand. But what I want to dive into and, and question and sort of look at today is this concept of how we're seeing our needs through those, those filters, And what we think we need isn't often what we actually need in order to thrive. There's a difference between um, 
I think for a lot of us, what we say we need is actually what we think we want. It's this perception of, uh, I want it. I think I want it. I really want it. My addictions need it within my own brain and the hormonal production within my system says I need it. And what we are addicted to, it says I want it, I want it, I want it. And we attach that to a need to justify ourselves in pursuing it. Well, it's not just a want, it's a need. And I want to question, I think that's what today is. I'm not really teaching a whole lot today. I think it's just questioning of like, if I take a moment and I let my system calm down, my nervous system, I talk a lot about the nervous system because it is the thing within our body that we, uh, we respond to. It's our control system. It's our programming. It is what determines the filters we have and the experiences we have and the choices we make and how our body responds, how our energy responds, how our thought responds as very complex beings that humans are. And I just want to question if you allow your nervous system to reach a state of calm, which I know is difficult over the past year that we have had, past year and a half, we've been in a state of extreme fear, of extreme scarcity, and feeling very unsafe. So now that we are in a space where we are hopefully starting to experience a sense of some type of more safety than we have, right? Safety being relative. But when our nervous system feels a sense of safety, it can relax. Uh, the energy that is vibrating within it, like the electrical impulses that are in it, can actually uh, calm. The system relaxes. It becomes more supple and soft. So impulses actually travel differently. They travel through uh, response systems differently, through our senses differently when it does start to relax. And as it does start to relax... Can we actually see things differently for what, in terms of our needs? When we were in such a survival mode, very scarce, very fearful, very pure survival based. And as we do start to relax, we're going to experience a drop. We're going to experience, which is what we're in right now. It's why there's a lot of anxiety, a lot of depression, a lot of mental health issues, a lot of people having mental breaks in some way, shape or form on all different levels. Um, it feels like it's very intense now, not to mention we're in the middle of eclipse season, but we are starting to soften, which is why we're starting to feel the effects of being in survival mode and and fear-based responses for so long. We're starting to feel those effects now because we are starting to finally feel safe enough to process and to feel them. Like literally scientifically, your nervous system is starting to respond differently and relax. So now it can actually deal with what the hell happened over the past 18 months, which stirs up a lot of things. And it's very uncomfortable as it starts to soften. Can you see different needs for yourself? Can you see perspectives differently for yourself, for your family, for your community, for the world around you? Are you becoming less me focused and more little bit outside focused or maybe majorly an outside focused? Or maybe you are more of a person that tends to go to an outward focus and when you're in survival mode because it's easier to focus outward and to sort of disassociate from ourselves and from we are what you're individually experiencing. And now you're 
starting to realize, oh, I have to come back to myself a little bit. I can, we've seen both through people and I have myself through clients and through family that some people did like retreat within their shell and retreat within themselves and get very survival mode based for self. And I saw people also go to the flip side of that where it was very external. It was very focused on big picture, on collective, on universal, on big projects, on big changes, on so much of what is happening in the collective, both from an aspect of I want to help and I want to serve and I need to help others as much as I can to a blame aspect of looking at others and it's this cause's fault, this political view's fault, this person's fault, this project's fault, this law's fault. And now as their system starts to calm a little bit and in varying degrees, they're coming back to themselves a little bit and being like, oh, I myself am not in a great place. So it's, it's happening in both ways, but but the cause of it is is this change and shift in some sort of new normal is starting to reveal itself. And in starting to find a new normal, our ego and our sense of self starts to feel like it has something to hold on to a little bit more in terms of your ego likes to know, how is it? And so long as your ego cannot answer, how is it? It will feel very unstable. Uh, you will reach backwards to hang on to things, reach forward, reach outward, hibernate inward to try and find something to hang on to, to feel more stable, to find a false sense of stability, to try and convince yourself that you do know how it is and you do know how to respond because it feels like the world is completely off tilt and off balance. And your ego is now starting to be able to feel that sense of stability a little bit. And yes, we feel very tentative. This is why anxiety is on a high. We feel very tentative. We're not quite so sure. We, we had the rug pulled out from underneath us in so many ways over the past 18 months. And we don't know whether we can trust what now feels normal. Will it stay? Will it last? Or is the rug going to be pulled out again? Uh, so there's a lot of this inner turmoil and tentativeness. And the way it sort of in my head looks is kind of like testing the waters in a lot of way of I'm looking at my pool in the backyard for instance that's we had a cold couple of days and the water is very cold so it's like testing and touching and being like can can I is it safe it's sort of rocky walking on rocky ground and having to test each step very carefully for is this a stable spot for me to put more weight how much weight can I put on it can I balance on it can I stand on it does this need to be a quick step to get to something else that looks and feels more stable and our nervous system is doing that in a lot of ways and it's presenting itself differently for each person and what that looks like and what we're experiencing we're seeing a lot of that reflected in what is going on astrologically and cosmically with the eclipse season and the retrogrades and Um, planet positions and all of that again I know I've talked about it before but that's what astrology is it is it's offering us a reflection to be able to see and understand things it's the longest running ever study of human psychology that's what um, astrology is that's why it's a very cool thing to look into and to start understanding because it is guidance and it is help it's another one of those templates I've talked about uh, that can help us understand and give us a leg up in understanding ourselves and knowing how to move forward. So as your system is in this state of trying to find stability, trying to find calmness, starting to relax, starting to come out of your shell, starting to come back to yourself, it is very fucking uncomfortable. 
It makes us feel all the feels, all of them. And that is uncomfortable. And I know we're already uncomfortable. So to ask yourself to feel even more discomfort is like, (laughs) yeah, no, F off. That's not going to happen, which we're seeing a lot of people do. They're They're disassociating more because it feels so overwhelming to feel even more. But it's a really good thing. It's a really good thing that you're starting to feel more. If you can be aware of this is what's happening and this is what is occurring. That you're feeling a lot more. And your habit right now or your tendency is to numb in some way, to disassociate in some way, to retreat into your shell even deeper or to project outward and start to blame everything and and throw everything at other people. We're kind of seeing those two extremes, but we're also seeing a mix of those in people But to identify that, oh, that's what my system is feeling right now. If you can identify that and then ask yourself, okay, what is it that I actually need right now? My filter is literally starting to change because we are shifting out of such a sympathetic nervous system response, our fight, flight, or freeze response. When we are in that state of sympathetic response, which we have been in some way, shape, or form at an elevated level over the past 18 months, and we're starting to experience a little bit more of a parasympathetic response, a sympathetic response is starting to uh, dissipate a little, and we're experiencing a little more, right? The balances are shifting. I sort of see like the the scales of justice in some way, like that's the, the image, those type of scales, right? They're, they're starting to tip a little bit differently to find a little bit more of that parasympathetic response of the rest and digest type response for us. Rest, digest, and heal. Um, As you shift a little bit more in that, if you can be aware enough of that's what's happening and you can ask, what is it that I need to support more of that type of rest, digest, and heal? And to give yourself the gift of what it is that you do need. You have an opportunity to choose to give yourself what you think you need as a result of the sympathetic response, the stress, the high level of anxiety, the intense grief or sadness or fear that is coming up, that that fight, flight, or freeze response that's happening. What does that system need is a different answer than what your parasympathetic system, your rest, digested, heal, and starting to come out of it and processing everything that did happen while you were in that, that survival state, that answer is going to be different for what you need. You're at a moment where you get to choose which side of the scale are you going to put more weight on. And yes, it's going to be uncomfortable to shift into that parasympathetic, to tip the scales continually through that healing process, through the releasing, through the seeing. But it's your choice. As a human, you have your free will to choose. Am I going to continue to go down the path that says I need these things for survival? I need these things because if I don't have them, I'm going to die, right? That's what our our monkey mind likes to, if you follow the story that's in your head far enough, it leads down the path of your, your subconscious thinks it's going to die. That's a lot of what your subconscious is there for. It's to try to protect you from death. So we have this capacity as the evolved humans that we are now and we're continuing to evolve and we're in a big process of evolution right now. That's why a lot of this is happening. You can continue to feed and and give more weight to that side of the scale or 
you can start to lean into and give more weight to the side of the scale that is about healing, about resting, about digesting, about relaxing and expanding further and deeper and higher. It's like um, if you've ever played with cornstarch and water. This is a perfect example. I can't believe I haven't thought about this before. The past 18 months, 2020 in particular, and into the beginning of 2021, from March to March, let's say, it's like the cornstarch and water when you continually poke it and stimulate it and try to grab it and squeeze it and hold it. It contracts. It gets hard. It starts to sort of do this weird dance. If you allow it to sit... It kind of becomes this puddle. It relaxes, it expands. It's just this loose, jiggly, little, more liquidy form of stuff. That's the perfect example of what our nervous system is trying to do for us. Your nervous system, your emotional body, your energetic body. It's trying to be that cornstarch and water that isn't, <laughs> isn't stimulated anymore. So you can choose... To do what you need and to ask your questions about what I need and to sort of ask it a step further of like, is this need that I feel I need to have? Is this thing supporting my relaxation, my healing, my processing, my releasing of everything that has been built up from the year before? Or is it supporting more contraction, more stimulation, more survival mode, more pain, more fear, more depression, more anxiety within my system? You get to ask that differentiating question. You get to start to choose which filter you're going to see through. You can continue to see, and and it's weird for a lot of the population. It's not weird for me and how I'm designed and for some of us that have, you know, we're shapeshifters, Aquarians, um, projectors, whatever terminology and, and template you like to use. Some of us have the capacity to hold multiple Uh, views at the same time better than others so it's not confusing for someone like me to understand this but for the majority it's important to ask this question and to know that you do have this choice right now you can see outside and through the sympathetic response the sympathetic nervous system response the stress response, the survival, the fear, the anxiety, you can see out that path and it's probably how you've been seeing the filter you have seen through over the past 18 months. And you also have the capacity to have moments and to choose to see through the parasympathetic filter, the rest, digest, relaxation, the stuff that actually it feels uncomfortable because it's so different from what we've been doing. It feels overwhelming because it's different from what you've been doing for the past 18 months. But ultimately, there's a part of you that knows that would actually feel a lot better if I could be in that place. But you have to be willing to ask yourself those questions, to ask yourself for that perspective and to make that choice. Every individual has that choice right now in a very big way. And you get to choose. It's the little decisions over time that are going to tip that scale for you. Because it's, cho- it's your choice. It's your free will. That's what we have as humans. That's what makes us be human. That's, that's part of our gift and curse all at the same time. <laughs> but in understanding this, I hope, you, I hope you can start to make those more conscious choices for yourself. Because we do have this 
it's misconstrued this notion of like I have this misconstrued notion of what we need it's misconstrued depending because of the filter we've been seeing through what we need for progression for growth for evolution for healing for for actually our ultimate expansion and comfort in some way is to choose differently than what we've been doing over the past 18 months is to choose the parasympathetic responses is to choose what we need to actually be able to rest digest and heal for a we're seeing an uptick for example some of the things that you can choose let me give you some of those examples of what you could choose and what that might look like um a lot of people are choosing therapy for the first time ever in their life. And that is fucking fantastic. I have family members that are starting therapy, that have been in therapy for months now, that, have, that it is serving them so tremendously. It's one of the most beautiful things I have seen and heard. To just hear them mention it, it's like, like my heart could explode. Um, I will say that it does take time and you might have to try multiple therapists. You have to find who, who resonates with you. Just because you tried therapy once or you tried a therapist doesn't mean, and it didn't work with them, doesn't mean it's not going to work for you. Sometimes you got to try more than one and find the right person, find the right space. Um, therapy is phenomenal. Choosing to set clearer boundaries around their work schedule is a big one for people right now. We saw a major shift in how people work last year. We saw a lot of companies have to pivot very quickly and they're actually doing very successful, amazing things, having to work, send employees home to work, working remotely, working different schedules and availability. So setting boundaries around that instead of, this is a clear example of like choosing between the sympathetic and that old response and the stress response, versus choosing what's actually going to support you and, and shifting that scale so that it's more parasympathetic response for you and resting and healing. There's a lot of people that are simply going back to work and doing how it was. I know that's not good grammar, but that's what's happening. They're just doing how it was. They're doing the eight hours. They're doing the 12 hours. They're going to work and sitting in an office and doing the same things and they may have different stipulations and restrictions in place but essentially there's a big group of people that are going back to work literally just back to work but there are also a lot of people that are choosing to set better boundaries and find other ways to do their work and to fulfill their job and setting boundaries around your hours around your availability around when you respond to email. So many people are like, yeah, but I have to check my email all day throughout the day. I have to hear the notifications. And I talked about this in the Life as a Projector course in that video. The welcome video is still um, totally free for anyone that wants to go watch it. It was about how you get to decide. We're getting a little bit disconnected here with Wi-Fi, but we'll make it work. You get to decide what you are available for and when. You need to be willing to make that for yourself. Make the choice for what you need and what is going to protect your mental health, your energy, your design, and work for your system from the capacity of looking at the stressed response and the fear-based response and those filters or the filters of supporting yourself and healing and moving forward and progressing. 
And we have to be really honest and self-reflective about that. What is it that you do need versus what's a response that is, uh, well, I need it because I deserve it. And I'm, you know, it's kind of sassy and rebellious and just being a dick sometimes, but it's really looking at yourselves honestly and making those choices of what are the boundaries around your job that you need and your availability. How many days off do you really need to feel fully charged and rested so you can show up and do better work? It's not looking at how do I get out of doing work. It's how do I do better work when I am there. And I'm noticing a lot of people communicating more more confidently, more calmly, and they have the capacity to communicate for themselves about what they do need because they're starting to see through this filter of rest, digest, and heal and supporting themselves and they're willing to speak up for it. Um, So that's one of those ways. Some of the other ways are looking at when you use your time off, what are the things that you're doing and why? When you take a vacation, there's this thing that used to happen and I'm seeing it not happen quite as much, which is so amazing. When they take a vacation, they'd come home and they'd be like, I need a vacation for my vacation. Because people don't treat a vacation like a vacation. We had this habit of cramming everything and, and running and running and rushing and rushing. And the point of a vacation was to be able to rest and recharge and to enjoy and to experience. And that's not what we used it for. So when you'd come home from vacation, it was like you felt beat up. You felt like you needed more days to rest because you didn't use your vacation to rest, digest, heal. I'm not saying you have to use a vacation to sit at home and do nothing. For some of us, that sounds like heaven right now, and it would be really great for our systems. But to be more intentional about the time off that you have, whether it's a week-long vacation or a holiday weekend like this weekend here in the States, or a day off, or your evenings when you come home, what are you using them for and why? How are you using them? Are you choosing to use your time off to continue to stimulate and tip the scale and form Uh, inform your body of, of tipping it towards the stress response, the survival response, the fear, the anxiety, or are you using your time off to tip the scale towards that parasympathetic, the rest, digest, and heal, the enjoy, the experience, the expand, right? Are you continuing to poke the cornstarch and water, or are you actually letting it rest and expand and enjoy and become that goopy, mushy pile of stuff? Right, That's the choices, some of the three just more simple things that I am noticing. They're seeking therapy, they're seeking uh, different boundaries and setups for work, and they're using time off much more intentionally. Uh, even my husband, who not a whole lot changed for us, but like when he's off, there's a difference even I can see of enjoying that cup of coffee, enjoying the evenings at home. Um, we had a weekend with family, it was like, how present he was and things he was choosing to do and who he interacted with it's just shifting slightly they don't have to be major changes but it's asking yourself those questions a little bit differently of what do you need and which filter are you willing to look through because sometimes what you think you need right this is that misconstrued part what you think you need is sometimes just the filter that has always been there or been there for a long time in an extended period that is continuing to fill the stress your stress, your anxiety, your depression, your the survival responses and the survival way of being and the contracted way of being, those needs to continue to fill those needs are different than the needs seen through the filter of a relaxed system of healing, of digesting, of letting things go. We have had a year and a half of our nervous system being filled with 
a lot of stuff and it is holding on to a lot of it and it hasn't been able to process a lot of it and it hasn't been able to release it and now we're getting an opportunity to and that can feel very overwhelming as things do start to move and they're asking to be released but if you continue to feel the need based upon the survival response those things won't be able to leave they will stay in your body. They will stay in your energetic field. You're, you will have emotions trapped in your system and in your body. But if you allow them to leave and you allow yourself to relax and you give yourself what you need to feel supported and capable and able, that's what's super important right now. You will get a different response. You will start to tip the scale in your favor. You will start to expand and relax again and see healing physically and mentally and energetically and emotionally and spiritually in very big ways but that's a choice for you um for those of you that are looking to continue to progress to continue to tip the scales and how do i tip it in the right way and how do i like drop a 50 pound weight in that motherfucker and like tip the scales in a big way that's when you look for a coach and i will make that distinction Um, I said one of those things that we're seeing people do is seeking therapy. There is a difference between seeking therapy and seeking coaching. And I've been actually in discussion with this, uh, with a friend of mine, um, a lot lately to really dive into the distinction and the difference, especially now, because I think it's imperative we understand that, um, therapy is such a beautiful space and there's all different kinds of therapy. There's a ton of different therapists. Um, I have suggestions if you need one and you need contact information or maybe help in figuring out what kind of therapy or what, who are you looking for? Um, therapy is that it's intentionally healing. It's for the trauma work. It's for, I would say like even the bigger trigger work in a lot of people. I think it's a great place to start. And I think it's something that a lot of people are now starting to really see the value of it and understand it and how it is a benefit for them self-understanding self-realization self-actualization self-awareness therapy is a great place for that stuff healing so many things in such a powerful way and I think the biggest difference that I can say between therapy and coaching is how much coaching is focused on the forward and it's not that therapy is about only looking at the past or that coaching is about only looking at the forward. I think we do need an overlap of both. I think we need the capacity to understand both and to feel fully supported as humans. We need to be able to and be willing to look at both. The, the coaching, especially in the spiritual world, that is only looking towards the forward and unwilling to acknowledge the past or quote-unquote negative things they're spiritually bypassing I think the best therapists and the best coaches in both fields are the ones that understand that overlap and that need and that some have the capacity to look at the old some coaches look at the old as well as the new and the forward and therapists are capable and able of looking at the old and also looking forward we need both and I'm seeing that and understanding that now more than ever there's a lot of coaches that and leaders in general that Um, don't understand both and and don't understand the overlap and we're seeing them disappear because they are just shitty and they suck plain and simple so looking at what you need is looking at where you are choosing to ask those questions of what is this need fulfilling 
which filter am I seeing this need through? Which filter is saying I do need this? And what do I feel is going to be most supportive in helping me tip that scale? And when you're looking for forward movement and you're looking for progression, and yes, healing will come up in that process. We're freaking human. That's how this works. I believe that's when you start to realize you look towards coaching. Um, And if you think about it from a, a sports context, the best athletes they have their team coach or and they also have a, a sports specific coach they have performance coaches they have therapists they have people that are there for their mindset work and hopefully they're starting to see an increase in those that are getting support for energetic and emotional needs as well and they're the best athletes the best performers because of that because they have that all-around support and they do have that extra leg up that helps them optimize their performance and how they show up as a human being which translates to their sport and how they perform on and off the field or track or um, ice or whatever that sport may be but that applies to us quote-unquote regular folks as well not just the professional athletes when you're looking to really optimize and to peak performance and to high performance and to progress into quantum leap and to continue to crush it in a lot of ways hiring a coach and just like a therapist finding the right coach is important again I have a whole list of people and I'm happy to help direct you to whatever wherever and whoever that may be depending on on what you may need um it's pivotal and it's important and it's so valuable and I know as as high performers most of you already understand that the value of having that added specific support. And that's when I would say coaching is something to look into and to start pursuing. Um, and I think it's phenomenal and amazing. And you can do, if you're a human design projector, you can do the life as a projector course if you're not looking for coaching, but more of just like learning and understanding. Um, I have that course. I also have the Knife's Edge sessions for those of you that are human design Um, generators and manifesting generators I think those are amazing and fantastic sessions to do because you guys are typically much more fast-paced and hey let's get shit done (laughs) pronto and you have energy to continue to expand and accelerate uh, which is amazing and fantastic that's what those are for I also have private coaching packages that are for those things for other designs and for other intentions and other purposes if you don't know your human design I have other options and you can find your human design it's going to help you understand again I talked about it in the seeing your blueprint it's one of those things that is a template that will give you a leg up at understanding yourself and progressing forward in a much more aligned and powerfully way you want to talk about peak performance there are things in your human design that I've never seen talked about anywhere else that could be a total game changer Um, and gene keys as well Uh, but again it's just another one of those templates you got to find what works for you and take what resonates and leave the rest with what I share with what anybody else shares and I know this has been a little bit of a longer um, live stream and, and podcast episode but I hope I hope they're giving you some good reflections and understandings giving you some good practical examples of what is being experienced for yourself or maybe people around you if you're noticing in other people it is also happening for yourself just saying (laughs) that's the self-reflection and mirror theory stuff if you're noticing it in other people it's also something for you to look at too (laughs) 
So, um, questions, comments, concerns are always welcome. You can, I highly recommend you just find me on Instagram because that's where I spend the most of my time. Um, I know I record these episodes live on Facebook and then I do translate them over to IGTV and YouTube and podcast on the But First Coffee Wake Up Call because everybody's a little different in how they like to listen and consume and I know I prefer different things at different times so I try to cover all those bases but get your questions answered even if you don't know what your question really is yet like reach out and say something let's have a conversation about it if you want to continue to tip those scales if you want to continue to heal let's find what what you need and figure out what it looks like for you whether it's therapy or saying something to your boss or changing how you run your business or how you use your free time and what you do at home and on your off days and vacations you may take as the world does start to open up a little bit more locally and globally or if you're pursuing coaching let's find the right fit let's figure out what's going to support you the most and you let like this is the coolest thing about being human it's your choice it's your free will you are the one completely in charge of your reality of your experiences of what you experience of what you create for yourself of what you feel of what you do in your life of what your life does you are the one creating that and choosing that and deciding that that is the most powerful thing that you can start to do for yourself is to understand that you are you are that one you are in charge of that you get to make these decisions and choices to bring that power back to yourself is one of the most freeing things you can do. It feels overwhelming sometimes. It feels uncomfortable sometimes. But I promise you, bringing that power back to yourself because God is within you. The universe is in you. You are in universe. You are in God. You're all one. That's the most powerful thing you can do for yourself and start to, to heal and to realize you are the one that gets to do this and creating and you are capable and you are deserving and you are loved and you are powerful and you are worthy and it is here for you. All of it is. So with that powerful note, have a fantastic rest of your day. Don't be hesitate. Don't hesitate to send me a message and to ask questions or to share what's going on. Uh, make sure you do follow me on Instagram. I share a lot on my posts and in my stories. Uh, Facebook is a decent place as well. Have a fantastic rest of your day. Be fierce about who you are and what you desire in your life and embrace your truth. See ya. Thank you so much for listening on this week's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, like, share, follow. You can contact me on Instagram or Facebook at K-E-L-L-Y-G-R-I-G-N-O-N always happy to receive messages and comments and questions. I love to interact with all of you. You can follow along on my social media and I look forward to talking to you soon.